Hey everybody, welcome to ARE Live. I'm Mark Tier, the founder of Black Spectacles. Uh, during the webinar today, we're going to be joined by three panelists uh, who have taken the ARE online. Um, they're going to share their experiences with you and sort of share, you know, all the stuff you're going to need to know to successfully take this exam remotely and online. And we just shared a link in the chat for you to visit NCARB's site for all the details, which I'd recommend that you check out because, you know, they continue to add and refine the details for how you do this. So make sure you grab that link. For those of you who are new to Black Spectacles and joining us for the first time, Black Spectacles is the first ever NCARB approved test prep provider for all six of the ARE divisions. We offer a comprehensive test prep for the ARE with video lectures and practice exams and flashcards and virtual workshops. And it's all available online with memberships, either for individuals or firms or chapters or schools, AI chapters, I should say. So that's a little bit about how we are. I'm proud to say we recently launched our Pass the ARE Guarantee, which says that we're so confident that if you use our exam, I'm sorry, our expert membership to the fullest, that you will pass the ARE. And if by chance you don't, we're putting our money where our mouth is and we will pay for you to retake the test. So to read more about that guarantee and our individual memberships, and just to sort of see what kind of materials we offer, you can go to blackspectacles.com slash ARE5examprep. And again, we just shared a link in the chat box as well. As I mentioned, we also have group memberships. So to learn more about um, you know, how you can get your whole firm on a membership and have your boss pay for it, you can go to blackspectacles.com slash pricing slash group slash firm. And again, we just posted a, a link for that as well. Wanted to give you a heads up about our next ARE live broadcast, which is gonna be on April 15th of 2021. Uh, we'll review uh, some of the most important concepts, concepts of the practice management exam. And we'll review a mock exam uh, during that time with Mike Newman. So we'll go through about five questions or so that cover PCM knowledge and skills related to pre-contract tasks uh, on topics uh, that include negotiation, human resource management, as well as consultant development and, and a couple of others. So um, we're gonna send you a link uh, about a week before that, that session goes live. Um, when we do that, be sure to go to the mock exam ahead of time so you can review your answers live with Mike during the session. Today, we're gonna be engaging exclusively on our online ARE community. Um, so I'm gonna go over there right now. I'm gonna type in community.blackspectacles.com. And then if you look for the uh, ARE Live button there, kind of at the in the middle there on the left, you click that. And then that first topic, that's the one you're looking for. Um, so we're gonna, uh, we're gonna engage there. So if you have questions during the session, please uh, post your questions there. We will be uh, working uh, with our community to get answers there. And, uh, you know, even if you don't have a question, just go over there to say hi. Um, because uh, we're going to be, uh, everyone who posts uh, in that thread today will be eligible to win a free Black Spectacles t-shirt. So if you just say hi, uh, you know, that, that I guess, qualifies you uh, to be entered into that drawing. But I guess what's probably even more important is just so that you know, that community is designed as a place for you to go to ask questions as you go through the process of taking the exam. And secondly, it's also there for you to sort of find inspiration. You know, the exam is a long, difficult process, but there's a lot of people who have passed it and gone, sort of gone before you. So listening to their stories and seeing how they did it and what some of their tips are, a, it's usually really reassuring to read those stories, but also uh, there's usually a couple of things you can kind of learn and adopt uh, in your process for passing the exams. So certainly encourage all of you. It's a free resource, so certainly encourage all of you to go over there and engage in that community. Lastly, today we have a special discount on Black Spectacles six-month memberships to share. Um, so uh, we'll stick around to the end of the episode and we'll share the coupon code for that. I told you that I had uh, three guests today, and I want to tell you a little bit ab about them. So first, uh, Molly McNamara is the co-founder of the um, Get Go Group, and, and she's based in Washington State. She received her Master's of Architecture from the University of Texas at Austin and an undergraduate architecture degree from University of California, Berkeley, and recently passed all of her exams remotely. So welcome, Molly. Thanks for having me. Yeah, happy to have you. So we also have uh, Nolman Davis Jr. Nolman is a project specialist at EUA in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, he's a member of NOMA and is taking an active role through the local chapter iNOMA and is currently serving as a parliamentarian on the executive board. So welcome, Nolman. 
Happy to have you. And lastly, uh, we have Noah Fitch. Noah is a designer at GMT Home Designs, uh, which is a small architecture firm that specializes in high-end residential design throughout New England. Uh, he received his Bachelor's of Science in Geology from St. Lawrence University and his Master of Architecture from UC Berkeley as well. Uh, welcome, Noah. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah, man, ha happy to have you as well. So let's hop in. Uh, let's go to our first uh, question here that we wanted to talk about. Um, and Molly, maybe we can start with you. Uh, so what do you think, so now the ARE, ARE 5.1, I think they call it now, uh, is available online. So Molly, what do you think, uh, what do you think about that? Uh, uh, the idea that the test is now available online? I think it's a really positive step. Um, I think it provides more flexibility for test takers and um, as somebody that lives kind of remote and at least an hour from the nearest testing center, um, it makes it a lot easier. And I think that it's also available internationally, probably more broadly um, for people that are not living in the US right now. And I think once they figure out kind of the, the kinks and Prometric and stuff, um, it'll be a really great way to take the test and provides a lot of help for people that um, can't make it to the testing center. Yeah, so that's a good point uh, about sort of the the travel time and um, and I, had, I actually hadn't even thought about the international part. You're absolutely right, Nolman. What do you think? Um, what is your sort of perspective on the ARE now being available online? Um, I enjoy this online uh, too, kind of for what uh, Molly mentioned about um, traveling and everything, but also it's something about being able to take a exam in the comfort of your own space uh, without having I kind of kind of the built up anxiety of going to a location that you're not really familiar with and you know the anxiety of that whole experience yeah it's a good point um I don't know they let, do they let you have your uh your favorite blankie or your favorite, uh, I'm thinking of my kids, uh, your favorite, uh, you know, stuffed animal so that, you know, you can reduce your anxiety. I think maybe that's something they should, uh, they should add to the, uh, to the allowable things you can bring with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good point uh, about uh, reducing anxiety. Um, Noah, how about you? What are your thoughts about uh, ARE now being available online? I think it's a, it's a great step. Um, you know, in general, it makes, the test more accessible for like Molly was saying people in remote regions but also mm -hmm. for people whose schedules are really complicated I know I have a I have a nine-month-old at home and so um, it was just a little bit daunting figuring out um, not only taking the exam for an extended period of time but you know getting to a testing center so just being able to take it in my home was nice made it more accessible but also um, like was was previously mentioned is it reduces the anxiety or at least has the potential to by taking it in a familiar environment. So um, both of those are really positive uh, changes. Awesome. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, let's go to the next question. Uh, you know, uh, so many people uh, who, who let's say, confront the exam, um, you know, it's a, it's a difficult, um, it's a difficult process. Um, but, um, and, and, and frankly, it's a roadblock for so many people. I wonder what you guys think about the fact that the exam is online now, which might sound like a small thing. I don't know. Uh, I've sort of wondered if it actually might even have the impact or the potential to sort of, I don't know, advance the profession a little bit forward. Noah, I wonder, I don't know, I wonder what your reaction to that thought is. Yeah, it's a good question. And, um, you know, it just goes towards, the exam being more accessible and you know when it's in your home it's more physically accessible but it's also there's less of a psychological barrier i think in that there's you know increased ease in knowing that you can take it in your own home and so you know i think that there's just a lot of stress in um you know figuring out the logistics and planning uh taking the tests and exams and i think that the easier that you can possibly make those you know logistics be then you know the better mm -hmm, mm -hmm. molly what are your thoughts do you think this is really i don't know is it not really make that much of a change in terms of like advancing the profession or do you think it has i don't know um it's it, it is sort of moving things forward a little bit for us 
Um, I do think that, I don't know if it moves the profession as a whole forward, but I do think mm -hmm. that it modernizes the process of licensure. And mm. um, there are a lot of fields that have already been providing this online option for years. So I think that yeah. um, it's good that architecture is moving in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny, you made me think of, um, I feel like every senior architect I've encountered, you know, there, whenever you sort of you say the phrase ARE, you get a lecture about, you know, um, what it was like doing it by pencil uh, for two oh, years. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. Go on, yeah, a whole, whole series of times where you just sit in a room with lots of people and actually have to draft stuff out, which is crazy. Yeah, I know. Um, it's funny, I've spoken to a lot of people, of course, over the last like nine months about this and uh, everyone who's not necessarily an architect, um, <laughs> their first reaction is, wait, it's not online right now? Um, which I've always thought was kind of funny. Um, Norman, what do you think? Uh, neutral or moves the profession forward? What are your thoughts or, or backwards, I guess? Um, I guess a little bit more neutral. Um, I do agree, though, that it modernizes the uh, the process in a way, um, mm -hmm. because when you think about it, uh, over the past couple months, a lot of people have been uh, working from home, and you know, if you're studying from home, you know, everything's yeah. basically right there. But then you would have to go, you know, to a a site to take the exam instead of it still being in that process that you're used to every day. Yeah. Yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, okay, so I think maybe the consensus here is, maybe it's not so much that it moves the profession forward, but um, it does sort of remove some roadblocks and you know brings it up to sort of a, I don't know, a modern contemporary sort of um, expectation that we probably all have in 2021. Um, if we move on to the next one, uh, Nolman, I'll let you take this next question. Uh, you know, this new online exam, it has a couple extra requirements. Um, what did you have to do to prepare uh, for sort of the remote aspect of this experience? Well, one of the things I had to do was, um, I, I guess, set my area upright. Um, I had to make sure that um, that the area that I was taking the exam in was basically, you know, it was free from everything that, you know, would be flagged. Uh, uh -huh. I did purchase a external webcam. I have one that's like built into my laptop, but I need to right. make sure to purchase that. And then also, I guess, just make sure that the internet is good. Um, mm -hmm. It's just little things like that that you don't really think about, but, you know, during test time that can have an impact if, you know, your internet is bad or, you know, it's lagging or anything like that or, you, you feel like, oh, I have a webcam, but all of a sudden it's not high quality that it needs to be. Um, so taking that, also taking that, um, that I guess it was like a, a prep exam that they, mm -hmm. they allow you to do, uh, where they yeah. walk you through the area that you're gonna be taking. Uh -huh. And they basically point out like, you know, hey, you can't have that, or, you know, that's fine. Or, you know, make sure to do this on the actual test day. That was really so, helpful. Norman, in that in that prep exam, um, tell me a little bit about that. Is that just a practice exam or do they go through like how to set up your area and all the stuff that you need? It was actually literally like uh, I was going to take that exam that day. Um, it kind of threw me off for a little bit because I thought it was just going to be kind of uh, kind of casual in a way, you know, checking my surroundings, but they actually set you up, which is a good thing, like you're mm -hmm. about to take the exam, you know, you can't have anyone, you know, in the same area as you, you know, stuff has to be put away. Um, they actually take you through the full process of like standing up in front of the camera so that, wow. so that they can check you. Um, you know, you have to rotate the camera to see everything that's around you, any papers are put away, your ID card and everything. So it was really okay. beneficial. And it, that was pre-recorded. It wasn't like an actual, you know, live person kind of checking you in, right? Nope. It was actually a live person. Wow. Yeah. Huh. You schedule, you schedule the time um, to kind of have this walkthrough uh, okay. before your exam. And it's literally like, you know, the, how you were take it, you know, for, for actually taking the exam. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's great to know. Noah, how about yourself? Uh, what were your preparations for taking this exam remotely? Well, I didn't use that walkthrough, but I can't imagine how that would be super helpful um, because like what was mentioned, you know, there's a lot of guidelines and criteria about, um, you know, uh, your environment and mm -hmm. you have to be in a space, for example, without any clutter, there can't be anything that would give you what they say is an unfair advantage. So um, you can't have anything, you know, um, you know, like a, a book or uh, anything on the walls. Um, you have to have certain hardware specifications, like you have to have an external camera. And that camera also has to be able to autofocus because you end up using um, your ID and they have to be able to use the camera to focus in on, you know, your name on the ID. So there's a bunch of like little criteria that I think is really important to read in the fine print about prior to taking the exam, uh, just because ultimately you want to minimize the amount of stress that you have. Um, you know, the day of the exam. And so I found myself even having read through everything multiple times, just, uh, you know, a few minutes before logging on, uh, wondering, oh, like, you know, does my environment, you know, meet all of these criteria? So um, I think that the, you know, more you can read, and if you do one of those walkthroughs, um, you know, like what was mentioned, I think that'd be really beneficial. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I guess what I'm starting to kind of uh, realize here is, it sounds like, um, you know, it's funny. Um, I guess when I think about my experience, you know, taking in my, when I did, it was nine tests. Um, all the like time you spend, um, you know, driving to or taking the subway to the testing center and then driving back and doing that for every single test, you know, it takes a lot of time. Um, I guess, you know, we've seen some comments from people who are like, man, you know, that was such a pain in the butt to have to, you know, to do all that stuff. If you think about it, maybe it's a couple hours to sort of get it all set up but then you're not sort of wasting all that time kind of traveling back and forth and whatever. So maybe it's, maybe it actually is a, is a time savings at the end, but it does sound like there's a good kind of like uh, need for prepping your space and kind of understanding all the stuff you got to have before you get going, which is different. Um, so thank you, Noah. Molly, how about you? What, what were your preparations for taking the exam remotely? Yeah, I mean, I think that Noah and Nolman covered a lot of the kind of basics, but I would say yeah. to just make sure you read all of NCARB's requirements and suggestions very carefully. And I had a checklist to make sure that I was setting up things as they kind of prescribe them. I didn't do the um, the run through, but it does sound like that would be really beneficial. I don't know if they were offering that right away. I think that they added that maybe a week or two into offering the online. You, you can do a basic system check with the ProProctor software on Prometrics website. So you can at least have them verify your internet and your webcam and microphone are working. So I would okay. say definitely do that. Um, my space, I'm lucky to have like a an office area because I'm working from home. Um, yeah. So our second bedroom has just been turned into an office. But um, yeah, you have to cover up your bookshelves, make sure your desk is completely clean. Um, there can't be any words or anything on walls. So like we have posters, yeah. so we had to take that stuff down. I don't think it took more than half an hour to prepare the space, but I think okay. do that the night before. Don't don't leave that to right before the test. It just adds anxiety. Um, yeah, I think and then that sounds like a really good I would, point. I would also, oh, sorry. I would also just recommend taking the practice exam um, that NCARB has in the same environment that you would be taking the test. Mm -hmm. Just that helps you kind of you already have that mindset, even if it's not the real thing. Um, it feels more real if you're also without the distractions. Yeah, that's great. Uh, and then Molly, uh, specifically, because it sounds like this webcam uh, and sort of the specific webcam uh, and the requirements around that are sort of important. What was the, you know, what was the webcam that you used? And uh, off the top of your head, do you remember the specific requirements that you, you need to follow for that? Uh, I think that uh, well, Nolman's point was that the autofocus is the most important, um, and I had actually emailed NCARB and verified which bottle, but um, I got, I think it's a Nexigo. Um, it's a 60 frame per second with autofocus. I don't think you need to get, get the 60 frame per second because there are some that are $50 exactly, um, okay. but anything with an autofocus and decent picture quality is probably sufficient for their purposes. Okay. Got it. Uh, Nolman or Noah, do either of you have anything to add to, you know, the kind of webcam? How did it, how did it go um, 
with the one that you had if if you don't really have anything to add maybe i'll nolan uh sorry nolman I'll, I'll i'll ask you first um as far as the webcam um i just had a, a kind of one that molly described it was kind of the external one that you uh hang on the top of uh your your laptop or computer um with a long mm -hmm. cord because you know you're going to need to hold it in your hand and you know face it different directions and everything so you sort of have to you know move it around to show them that uh you know there's no uh nobody sit, nobody hiding in the corner giving you all the answers sort of thing yeah exactly you know it's kind of like um show me underneath the table uh behind the chair you mm -hmm. know different things like that um i will add though that it's a good idea i know that I believe it's a half an hour or an hour you can actually sign on early to kind of get that process out the way. Um, I ended up signing on uh, closer to my actual test time. So it kind of prolonged the actual time in full that I would be taking the exam. So if you had like something scheduled, you know, right after you were planning to end the exam, you know that may leak into that time and you know push your actual test time further out you don't lose any of the actual test taking time it just makes it longer let me say that back to you make sure i'm understanding nolman so what you're sort of saying is make sure that you essentially log in you know 15 20 30 minutes in advance so that you have you know so that you kind of have everything set up and ready to go so you can really start at the at the sort of at the right start or the you know the start time you were expecting to start at did i get that right yeah so if like your exam time is at eight o'clock i would mm -hmm. suggest you know logging in a half an hour early and you can actually run through the process um of doing the whole you know checking yourself and checking the surroundings and everything with someone that way okay you're done and you're just sitting there, you know, ready for, you know, your actual exam. That's good. How long did it actually take to sort of do that setup part with the person on the other end? Is it just a five minute thing or does it take a lot longer than that? Um, it's not too long. Um, mine's only took about maybe five or so minutes just because mm -hmm. I did that walkthrough beforehand. Mm -hmm. So I knew exactly like what to put up and what to cover. But mm -hmm. if you, if you have something out, you know, and you didn't do the walkthrough, then you're going to have to put the camera down, you know, take it down or cover it up. And that may take time. Got it. And Molly, was it about the same for you? That setup time was only five or 10 minutes or something. Is that right? Or what was your sort of? Uh, yeah, once once I got hooked up with a proctor, that's kind of the variable that you can't control. I think definitely signing in half hour early is a really good idea. I usually would do it either half an hour to five, any, leave at least five minutes, but. Um, it does it can take up to 10 minutes to get a proctor so the actual oh, really? process of of showing them your id and stuff doesn't take that long but sometimes you're waiting a little bit for them to queue you up okay so let me say that back to you so number one when you sort of log in for this sort of setup period first you're then you're waiting for somebody one of the proctors to sort of sort of accept you let's just say and then, and that can take some time. So maybe that takes 10 minutes or something, five minutes, 10 minutes, 15, whatever it might be. Then they have to do the check-in process where they're kind of checking out your space and everything that might take five or 10 minutes as well. So there you go, there's 20 minutes. Um, and then you have 10 yeah. minutes to kind of cool off before you take the test. Is that about right? Uh, no, it's they'll launch your exam right away. So even if it's, 10 minutes still before your appointment time they'll launch your exam so you're essentially starting it a little bit early but it doesn't eat oh, into see. your time if they do go past the start time so it doesn't it's not a necessary thing but as nolman was saying like don't schedule anything for after your test because you can't guarantee exactly when your appointment will really end got it got it that makes a ton of sense noah um what are your thoughts on this uh, topic here about specifically the webcam and specific requirements for that uh, well, you know, I think everything that mentioned was accurate, you know, just making sure that it autofocuses is important and making sure that you have, um, you know, plenty of cord length because like Nolan was mentioning, you know, they really have you, uh, take the camera to look under your desk and around your room and, you know, you don't want to be in a position where, um, you know, your cord is tangled or wrapped around something and you're not able to do that. 
Got it. What a funny thing, you know? <laughs> I mean, even just writing that, plenty of chord length. Like, it's almost a laughable thing that that's part of taking the ARE now. Um, but, I mean, I get it. Um, it makes sense, I suppose. Um, and Noah, what was your sort of uh, setup uh, process? Was it the same thing? You know, you sort of logged in 30 minutes early and, you know, uh, waited 10 minutes for a proctor and then, you know, 10 minutes to verify everything and then got going? Or what was your what was your setup process like? Yeah, yeah, it was just about that. Um, one thing did happen to me when I was logging on is what was previously mentioned is that prior to beginning your test, you have to take a system readiness check. And that pretty much just checks that, you know, the software that you install on your computer is working, but also tests your upload and download speed of your internet just to make sure that you're operating on an internet that's fast enough to handle taking the exam. And mm -hmm. you can do that the day before, um, which I did in my case. And you also do that the day of when you're logging on to your exam. Um, and despite me passing that system readiness check, um, when I was connected with my proctor for the first time, and they're, mm -hmm. you, know, you know, checking your environment, I was noticing some lagginess, um, and they mm -hmm. actually um, ended up cutting me off and then having me uh, log out and log back on. Um, and so, you know, I suppose that's something that anyone can expect might happen to them, um, you know, if even despite passing the systems readiness check, um, you know, having appropriate upload and download speeds, it's good to, you know, make sure that you do everything in your power to make sure that, you know, your uh, your uh, internet is operating at, you know, fast speeds. And maybe that means that if you have roommates or family members that are on devices, just ask them to, you know, not stream yeah. anything or, you know, to put your plane on airplane mode or something, your phone. That's right. No kids playing video games during your podcast kind of thing, you know, <laughs> or webinar. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, cool. Let me see here if there's any other thoughts I wanted to ask. Um, I guess there's a lot of questions on our community about like what specific model did you buy, uh, et cetera. Uh, Noah, is there, I'm guessing NCARB has sort of a list of approved, um, you know, uh, webcams that work. Did you observe anything like that? No, I didn't observe anything like that. I ended up using a Logitech webcam um, and I borrowed it from my workplace. And that was because it just met sort of those those main two requirements that, you know, we previously mentioned just its ability to autofocus and its, you know, ability to have a large, a long cord, um, you know, and as long as it meets those two criteria, in my experience, I think that it's, it's great. Okay. Molly or Nolman, do you know of any sort of, you know, pre-approved, you know, models that NCARB has, or is it just sort of like find something that meets these requirements? I was looking for one because um, yeah. that seems to be something that would make sense for them to provide. But um, yeah. I just uh, basically Googled or on Amazon, I went and searched yeah. for autofocus camera and external. Um, it doesn't necessarily specify the cord length, but there are photos, so you can kind of tell. Um, but they're, they do give you $50. So if you're looking for something that is within wow. that budget, um, just keep that in mind. Because I, I looked at some that were, I was like, oh, well, maybe I can use a better webcam for future, I don't know, conference calls. But sure. um, I ended up going with a Nexigo, which is sort of an off-brand Logitech type thing. Um, Got it. But it works just fine. Okay. Um, I didn't know they gave you $50. How does that work? Um, they give you some sort of a credit toward one of your tests or something? Yeah. So when you sign up for your first online exam, they tell you that they're going to credit you, um, give you a basically a Visa gift card or something to that. It's like a, oh, they'll, they'll, they'll send you a link and you can use that. Okay, cool. And uh, I guess there is um, at least uh, a, a list of requirements that NCARB has put together for the, uh, a webcam so we're going to post that on the community in this thread so um so uh, everybody can 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 go check that out over there so let's move on to the uh, to question number five uh noah thinking about taking the exam remotely versus doing it in person what are some of the advantages you observed of taking it remotely yeah so there are a lot of advantages and you know one of the main ones is that you can just take it in a familiar environment um, you know, I study in the same place in my house every morning. And so mm -hmm. it was nice to take the exam in a place that I knew I had reviewed the material and 
perhaps something psychological happens where, you know, right. the information that you had studied, like at that desk in that chair is more accessible to you because, you know, <laughs> yeah. you, you had gone over the material in that very place. Um, I don't know if there's any truth to that, but that certainly felt like an advantage at the time. Um, I would say that um, there are also some disadvantages um, because I think that I thought that the process was going to be like extremely seamless and that because, you know, I was doing it on my own computer and in my own space that, you know, I would have everything worked out. Um, but I think that because I did experience um, some connectivity issues and because yeah. there wasn't, you know, a person there who I could ask questions to that did add a level of frustration to, you know, my test taking process, um, mm -hmm. which I wasn't necessarily anticipating. Okay. So um, that, that's a great, uh, a great comment there. I appreciate that. So in, in many ways to say it back to you, maybe it's sort of about like trying to anticipate or sort of knowing in advance, all right, here's some of the things that might kind of be snags, looking out for them in advance. Uh, if, if we're talking to people who are contemplating taking the exam remotely, does that sound about right to you, Noah? Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. And I think ultimately it does come down to just being able to anticipate that, you know, things might not go perfectly well. And, you know, just in regards to the issue of connectivity, because, um, you know, that was something that I experienced having problems with. Um, sure. If for any reason you do experience, you know, connectivity issues when you're on your computer at your home and, um, you know, it like either freezes your exam or it kicks you off. Um, I think it's important to not worry and not get really stressed out about it right away. You actually have three opportunities to take that same exam. So, for example, if you're on question 15 and you're having connectivity issues and, you know, the system logs you off, um, you do not have to start your exam from the beginning again. So what you mm -hmm. end up doing is you end up logging back on and then you go through the whole process that we talked about before about getting paired up with a proctor and they check your environment and then you get right back to your exam. And, you know, time hasn't okay. been running the whole time. The time begins right where you left off and you're right on the same question. Um, but you do really have those three opportunities. So I don't think that you really have to stress out until the third one. But even then, I would uh, you know, encourage you not to be too stressed about it, because I think that is the, the biggest enemy in all of this, is just being worried. Yeah, yeah, no, that's really helpful. No, I really appreciate you sharing that, because um, I would guess if I was, uh, think, you know, uh, someone who was thinking about taking the test online, hearing that would be really reassuring. And also, if I didn't know that and that happened to me, I would probably freak out. Um, so hearing that's really reassuring. And uh, so I appreciate you sharing that a lot, Noah. Molly, what about you? What did you observe as some of the advantages of taking this exam remotely? Uh, I agree that it also isn't completely seamless, but I was definitely more comfortable than I would have been going into a testing center. I don't know if it's even even outside of COVID, I I would have perhaps been um, really stressed out and I don't, it's very clinical to go into a testing center. So having yeah. my own space and just feeling like I wasn't being surrounded by other people, I, I yeah. find that comforting. Um, and also you don't have to wear a mask right now. So if you go into a testing yeah. center, you have to wear a mask the entire test, which doesn't seem super appealing. I'm guessing you could also, uh, you can wear the the pandemic uniform, which is of course sweatpants and you know your slippers, right during the test, which you can't otherwise Absolutely. normally do. <laughs> yes, I wear leggings every test. There you go. That's awesome. Thank you, Molly. How about you, Nolman? Uh, what did you observe as some advantages of taking this thing remotely? Uh, kind of the same thing. Just you know, as I mentioned, the uh, environment and you know the comfort of sitting there um, and and your. <laughs> And your comfortable clothes and everything like that it, it really helped out um yeah just keep the stress down um uh, one thing uh when you brought up uh when molly brought up comfortable clothes one thing that i did uh enjoy that um seeing that they uh the, the proctor basically asks you you know when you're going through and checking your environment they're checking you like, mm -hmm. hey, do you prefer uh, a male or a female uh, person to kind of check your surroundings and check, you know, your mm -hmm. actual person? Uh -huh. um, just, just to make make it more comfortable for people, you know, uh, depending on, you know, whatever they would like. Um, so that was that was really good. But the actual um, taking it remotely, it, it was pretty nice not having to uh, worry about, you know, 
driving in and, you know, being there and, you know, if something was to happen in route or anything like that, like I'm literally just waking up or, you know, yeah, studying until the last minute. I remember that I would get to the testing centers at least like an hour early, just because at least here in Chicago, you never knew with traffic or, you know, you could have the subway could stop for half an hour for some random reason. That's a great point. Um, but that kind of eliminates that. So, you know, maybe you have, you eliminate the commuting potential issues and replace it with, you know, internet uh, potential issues. So um, interesting kind of swap there. Nolman, um, moving on to our next question. Just in general, what do you wish you knew ahead of time that you didn't know when you took it for the first time online? Um, I would say, um, I guess just as when I'm sitting there, because uh, I read through a whole lot, so I felt like I was pretty prepared. Um, but one thing did happen while I was um, taking the actual exam, I started to, uh, fit, um, I guess, move around a lot and kind of, you know, mess with my face and kind of, you know, yeah. like a nervous twitch almost. And one thing mm -hmm. I would always end up doing is leaning forward a little bit and have my hand like in my, you know, my, my mouth and my, not in my mouth, but on my beard, like kind of resting my head, yeah. but yeah. I was covering my mouth the whole time. And, you know, um, they, they uh, messaged me like, hey, would you, you know, please don't cover your mouth, you know, while you're taking the exam. Um, so I guess yeah. like just ahead of time, knowing that even though it's, you know, really comfortable to sit there and take the exam, you're in like a comfortable setting and, you, you know, your natural yeah. setting, you still need to like actually sit up straight and kind of be more aware of like, you know, you know, sitting and how you're, you know, what you're yeah. doing. Because I ended up being really paranoid because I was at the end. I was like, oh, man, I don't want them to like, you know, fail right. me or anything. So right. I like remain like as still as possible. And my <laughs> arm ended up going to sleep, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> but, it, you know, it was all good, you know, at the end. But yeah. I was just like, oh, man, like, you know, they're actually, you know, they're they're watching you, you know, yeah. uh, even yeah. though, you know, they're not physically, you don't see them on the screen anymore you know, they can oh. see you still. So, you know, you're just, you know, they're, they're not taking a break, you know, while you're, while you're taking the exam. So the takeaway there is to shave your beard, right? That's, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. So I'm hearing Nolman. I'm just kidding. Of course. Uh, that's great. Thank you for sharing that. Noah, what do you, uh, how about you? What, what did you wish you, you would have known ahead of time? Well, I also have a beard and I got those same comments from my proctor no uh, because funny. I was apparently playing with it uh, too much. But and it's, it's strange because it's a reminder that you are being watched, uh, which is funny. Uh, but um, I think things that I would like to know, would have liked to know ahead of time were definitely sort of that three strikes rule that uh, you know I spoke about earlier that, you know, if something goes wrong, that it, it's not you know immediately a problem um, because you'll be able to hop right back on. Um, mm -hmm. I think another thing is that the proctors who you're able to chat with uh, during the exam, they aren't necessarily your tech support. So, um, you know, when I was having issues, I was communicating with them, but they weren't able to see your screen or weren't able to see my screen. And so um, they weren't necessarily able to diagnose, you know, the problems that I was having. Um, and so I found myself in those moments, like a little frustrated and worried because I was like, oh man, who's gonna solve the problems that I'm having? Um, but, um, you know, I think that I would have just been more rest assured if I knew that, um, you know, everything would work out if you just kind of, you know, let it run its course and know that, you know, you have three shots and, um, you know, that, that for me was, was enough. So. Noah, what do you know about those three chances? Is it like, do you have three chances that day, that month, that, you know, that year, like, are there, there's gotta be boundaries around those three chances. What do you know about them? Sure. Yeah, no, it's that day. So, um, you know, if you're taking the exam and you get kicked off, you can log back on. And then that logging back on is, you know, your uh, your second try. And then you get kicked off and then you log back on. That's your third try. And then if you get kicked off again, you know, because of connectivity issues or um, whatever else, then you have to reschedule your exam. So then you have to reschedule it for either like the next day, or the next week, um, you know, I, it didn't come to that for me because I was able to yeah. complete the exam on my third try. But I will say on that third try, there was definitely, yeah. um, you know, more stress than on the first and yeah. second because um, I was confident with, you know, how I'd been taking the exam but up until that point. And you really just want to cross the finish line. <laughs> yep. Yep. 
Um, okay, and then uh, so if you get you know if you if you if uh, you're unable to get it resolved in those three chances, and like you said, you have to reschedule. Are there costs involved, you know, uh, for that, or not so much to reschedule? That's a really good question, and, and and I don't know the answer to that. I would certainly hope that they would cover the cost um, because so many of those things are completely out of your control, especially right. given the fact that you know there is a systems readiness check. So anyone going into this exam definitely has the understanding that you know their internet is you know the speed is you know what is considered appropriate or necessary to take the exam so um but i, I don't know the answer okay well we'll try to uh, figure that out uh, here on our team molly how about you what do you wish you'd known ahead of time um i think that i also had some crashing experiences especially with the first exam i had it crash twice so i was also very close to the three strikes and the second time it crashed, there were only 15 minutes left in my exam. So I was like really frustrated and hoping that it was going to be um, okay. And I guess I would just say that remaining calm is really important and that crashing seems to be pretty normal. And that actually, even if you go to a testing center, sometimes mm -hmm. the exam crashes. So maybe that's not actually a disadvantage specific to taking it remotely. Uh, I. I had only Wi-Fi the first time I took it, and um, I made sure to hardwire it the next time, and I still had a crash. So I don't know if it's entirely internet speed or if it's on Prometrics end, but I know that they're working to resolve those issues. Um, I think that part of that is making sure you log in early and do the readiness check, because I've also had some issues just launching the exam. So there are hiccups and you just have to make sure that you try and remain calm and keep breathing. Um, yeah. And also just the, they'll read you the break policy as you're getting checked in. Um, mm -hmm. And that actually takes up a fair amount of time. So just use the bathroom before you get going. Cause it's, it actually takes up more time than you might think it would. Mm. Hmm. Fascinating. Um, that's a, it's really good advice. I think. Uh, that that idea, a very simple idea of try to remain calm um, and expecting connection issues. Um, I think that those two ideas right there um, would lower everybody's, uh, probably lower my um, blood pressure uh, and anxiety uh, as you're sort of thinking about taking this test um, and just know, sometimes just just knowing what to expect, which again, that's really the goal of this, uh, of this session uh, and bringing you guys together is to get people um, uh, you know, get get them a little advanced knowledge of what's going on so they kind of know what to expect. So again, thank you guys. This is really helpful. Molly, uh, if we go to the next question, um, when you think about all the people who are listening to this and who are, you know, thinking about or who are preparing to take this exam remotely, what's the key advice um, you might share with them? I would say to pace yourself and kind of plan out your time um, going into it set milestones for yourself, make sure you know kind of when you want to take the breaks, knowing that the exam will lock after you take your break. So the first, all of the questions you've viewed, make sure that you've answered them and um, have reviewed them before you go on your break and take advantage of the break. You have it, it's flexible. Um, I tried to take quick short breaks just because I wanted to get it over with, but I would take one break probably halfway through. Um, and also I would recommend thinking about how many questions you need to get correct to pass because you could actually get a fair number of questions wrong and still pass the exam. So I think that that was helpful for me. That's great. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, pacing yourself. That's a very good one. Nolman, how about you? Uh, what advice would you give to folks taking the exam remotely? Um, uh, kind of along those lines. Um, we we kind of talked about it earlier, but like, you know, you go into the exam um, thinking thinking about it almost like if you were going to a testing center, but in reality, you know, you have that setup time with the proctor, you have the actual exam time and everything. So it may like shift a little bit depending on when you log on and, you know, how fast they can go through things. So just kind of having that idea of like, you know, when you may end, you know, if you have something planned or need to do something or, you know, if something happens um, along along with just, you know, 
pacing yourself and everything. Um, I can't remember if uh, you were able to see this when you, like before you were going through scheduling your exam or not, but uh, when actually scheduling the online exam, there's a lot of different time slots. And I was really surprised that, um, I don't know if it's because of time zones or whatnot, but a lot of the time slots were just like, throughout the day, throughout the night, I saw one that was like three o'clock in the morning. So I was like, man, like people are able to, you know, really schedule, have flexibility. You know, if you're, mm -hmm. maybe you take tests good at night, you're a night owl. So I was seeing some there like, you know, really late at night in the middle of the night and early morning. So it's a lot of flexibility as far as like when you actually um, take your exam. It's not just set business hours. Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Um... That's really good because, like you say, um, I mean, in this case, they're not, you know, they must have way more availability than than the, you know, the number of physical seats, um, you know, in a uh, in a testing, you know, I don't know, room. Uh, so yeah, no, why don't you tell me uh, or tell us, uh, share your advice uh, on uh, on taking the exam remotely? Sure. Um, well, just in regards to you know the time slot issue, uh, wasn't isn't really an issue, but um, I remember when I was signing on to my test, um, just the amount of time that it took um, to eventually start my exam. By the time I started my exam, it was after when, you know, my exam was scheduled for. And in that moment, I was worried because I thought that, oh, no, I'm going to be late for my exam because of just the amount of time it takes, you know, to get ready with your proctor and, you know, to have them look at your room. But it really doesn't work like that. It's not like, you know, there's a bunch of people who are all of a sudden going to start their exam at 2.15, you know, if you log on, um, you know, 15 minutes or half an hour before your exam, um, you know, they know that you've logged on and, you know, whenever you start your exam, you're going to have the appropriate amount of time, um, you know, from when you begin. So um, that would have been nice for me to know because I wouldn't have been stressed out at the beginning, but um, also just making sure the day before that um, you get your environment right. So you don't have to do it the day of the exam. Just make sure that um, you know, your room is clean, whatever room that you're taking it in, um, that you've done your system readiness check so that, you know, on the day of the exam, um, you know, you don't have to wake up and uh, do all of that just before, because really, I think stress is the enemy and just remaining calm, um, even if you have technological issues, um, because I think, you know, from our conversation, um, you know, technological issues seem to be pretty common, but it doesn't mm -hmm. seem to be as common to have enough technological issues to actually you know, require rescheduling your exam. So if it happens, just try and not to stress out about it because um, it's probably going to be fine. Yeah, that's a really good tip um, that, um, and let me make sure I'm getting this right, Noah, so please correct me if I've got it wrong. So let's just say your exam is scheduled for two o'clock on March 18th and you show up at 1.30 and you get all your, you know, you, you get a proctor, they review your space, you're ready to go, but it took a while to get a proctor and, and it's already like 2.15. So you're 15 minutes behind when you were supposed to start. That doesn't really matter. In other words, you still have the full amount of time to take your test and you're not going to get cut off uh, at the end because you started 15 minutes later than when you were supposed to start. Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, that's correct. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that would totally freak me out. If, if we started at 2.15, I would be like, uh, did I just lose 15 minutes on this test? Um, so that's really great to hear that that's not not a not a problem. Hmm. All right, cool. Well, that's uh, that's really good stuff. So I want to uh, uh, thank everybody, uh, Molly, Nolman, Noah, for sharing your experiences taking this uh, test online. As everybody knows, it launched um, uh, in the middle of December of 2020. So today it's relatively new. I'm sure those of you who are listening, you know, many months later. Uh, you know, things will be even even more ironed out. And I suppose, you know, general sort of principle here is if you run into any sort of snags, share that feedback with NCARB so that they can, uh, it seems as though they're taking feedback seriously. And every day it appears like, uh, you know, as people are creating more awareness about what's, what their experiences are, as well as, um, you know, any snags they run into, those things are getting resolved um, or their or NCARB is publishing um, articles or information about how to uh, accommodate those sorts of things. So if you have feedback, definitely share um, with uh, with NCARB. Otherwise, really really good um, uh, experience shares here. So thank you everybody. Um, as I mentioned uh, at our next ARE live broadcast on April fifteenth, 
uh, we're going to go over some of the most important concepts of practice management. And we'll review a, a, a mock exam with Mike Newman. We'll go through about five questions that cover PCM knowledge and skills, specifically related to things like pre-contract tasks, like negotiation and human resource management, consultant development, and so forth. So um, we're going to send you a, an, an email probably about a week before that session goes live. And when you get that, make sure you go through the mock exam ahead of time so you can review all your answers live during the session with Mike. Uh, we just posted a, a link to that. Um, or you can just go to blackspectacles.com slash podcast to sign up for that to make sure you don't miss it. To learn more about all of our airy exam prep offerings, you can go to blackspectacles.com or you can try out any of the course videos. And as a reminder, we've launched our ARE uh, guarantee. We're confident that, uh, that if you use our expert membership to the fullest, you'll pass the ARE. And if you don't, we're going to pay for your retake. So you can learn more about how to qualify for that or how to check uh, out any of the individual memberships uh, at blackspectacles.com. Uh, the lucky winner, as I mentioned at the top of this, uh, for a Black Spectacles t-shirt is Kathy B. So Kathy, we will reach out to you via email to get your size and shipping information. Um, and just a reminder, if you'd like to be eligible to win a t-shirt, feel free to post a question um, in our ARE community. Um, remember our ARE community is always buzzing. Um, it's not just during ARE Live, it's, it's, it's free and open at any time. Poke around and see what your fellow architects are up to. Um, again, if you have any questions, you can bring those questions there. We have experts and our community is full of experts uh, who will answer those. And also we do a lot of work around trying to kind of reveal the stories behind people who are passing the test because you're not alone. So many people have done this uh, uh, before and have struggled through it. And so hearing that and, and getting some tips along the way really does help. So that community is a great place to, uh, to take advantage of. Um, I wanna talk a little bit about um, our individual discount. So uh, you might be making summer plans because uh, it's March uh, 18th today. Don't forget about staying on track with studying for the ARE. And in fact, uh, we're offering a 15% discount on all six month memberships to give you the opportunity to get licensed this year. So you can use code A-R-E-L-I-V-E-M-A-R-1-5 to get 15% off all of our six month memberships. And keep in mind that the coupon code expires on April 15th, uh, 2021 when our next A-R-E Live airs. Lastly, tomorrow we're gonna send you an email follow-up about today's live broadcast. So please uh, let us know what you think and share any suggestions that you may have um, and be sure to also take our survey right after this webinar to give us some feedback. I promise we read every word that you write and use them to tune our next episodes. So thanks for watching.